For 100 years, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. You've heard the term, big things come in small packages. Well, you know, sometimes big things come from small places. Applington Parkersburg High School had a student body of just 270. But under legendary coach, the late Ed Thomas, that little school in rural Iowa did some big things. Producing NFL players like Casey Wegman, Jared DeVries, Brad Meester, and Packers All-Pro defensive end, Aaron Campman. It was tremendous, you know, to grow up in a small town, Iowa, um, great family. You know, we had a legendary head coach in, in Coach Thomas, but not just him, but there was a lot of people that uh, instilled values. You know, you're a young man and um, you're learning how to play the game of football, and we learned it the right way, you know, and, and um, I think all of the guys that ended up playing in the NFL got the accolades, but there's been umpteen uh, men that have, that have been part of that program that have moved forward in life and been very successful in whatever they've done. Because we had guys that played not only D1, but guys at D3, and they just continued to keep playing. Aaron, you went from high school and you stayed in the state of Iowa. Hayden Fry, I believe, recruited you to Iowa, right? And you ended up playing most of your career for Kirk Ferentz. Talk about that transition. Well, it was tremendous. I had the opportunity to play for two legendary uh, head coaches. In fact, Kirk just uh, ended up, you know, passing Hayden Fry as the all-time winningest coach, number top five, Big Ten. You know, he's up there with Hayes and Schimbeckler and Paterno. Um, you wouldn't have thought that when he came in, you know, just to start. People were like, you know, Kirk Ferentz, they used to say. <laughs> you know, no one knew his name. Um, but, you know, Hayden recruited me, uh, gave me a chance, uh, came to our house in Kessley, Iowa, 80 people, you know, um, and that was tremendous. That was a tough year for him uh, health-wise, um, and he ended up, obviously stepping down and, and then we hired Kirk and, and um, obviously he was the right hire. He's been here now for almost 20 years. The fifth round of the draft was kind to the Packers in the early years of this century. Kabir Baja Biamila was a fifth round pick in 2000. He racked up 74 and a half sacks during a nine year career in Green Bay. Aaron Campman was a fifth round pick himself coming out of Iowa in 2002. I led the Big Ten in sacks my senior year, but wasn't invited to the combine. Um, was just, you know, kind of a guy that was seen as just a good effort guy, you know. I was try like, guy, yeah, I was a try hard guy, you know, and that's okay. But it did rub me wrong, you know. I was like, well, wait a minute, I can, I can do a few things. And, uh, but that was kind of the label I had coming in, you know, as a guy that um, would play first and second down. And I remember early in my career, I, I wasn't even a thought for a third down, and that was okay. But it gave me something to work for, gave me something to shoot for. Um, same thing with Kabir. Kabir was more the pass rusher. You know, he was the guy that wasn't first and second down. And, uh, anyway, yeah, um, those first couple of years, that's kind of how it went. And then finally got an opportunity. Um, let's see, 2004, the fourth and 26th game in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Coach Donatel got fired. Yep. And then Bob Slowick came in. We ran a new defense. Um, and then that didn't go over real well that year. And then 2005, that's when Jim Bates came in. And that was really 
for my career a great opportunity because they were either going to go out and get a free agent uh, or draft someone to become the pass rusher because he really played those wide nines. That's what Jason Taylor and Adewale Agunlie, yes. right? And here was, here, was, here was this guy who's had some success, yeah. you know, but not been a pass rusher. And that was really the first time I had an opportunity to start rushing the passer. 2005, they were going to get a pass rusher, and they got a quarterback. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they booed the pick of that quarterback. Oh, man, yeah. It turned out to be Aaron Rodgers. Turned out to be okay. You were happy with the quarterback pick, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Gave me another opportunity. Um, but, yeah, it worked out really well for me. That was a great year. I learned a lot. Uh, transformed my body. You know, went from being a thicker guy that was playing, um, playing the run more to, to really starting to, you know, um, develop my own potential and, and started to pass rush. You had back-to-back -back years of sacks, uh, double-digit sacks, 15 and a half one year, 12 the next year, that type of thing. That was your heyday, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Talk yeah. a little bit about those teams, that defense you were in, and how did it feature you? You know, we were basically, you know, there's really philosophical differences. You want to be a four-man, vanilla, this is what we're going to be, this is where we're going to be, and you got to try to beat us. We're going to beat you with execution. We're going to beat you with fundamentals. This is where we're at. Uh, or there's, you know, you can scheme guys. You know, you can do a little bit more that way. Um, and really that defense was predicated, Jim Bates and then Bob Sanders who took over, uh, was predicated on this is what we're going to do. We would play pretty similar defense throughout the game and, and um, we just tried to do it better than anyone else. And um, that was part of, I think, what helped us be successful. We had a pretty good quarterback as well uh, in Brett. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was really a fun time. Aaron believes he played on two squads capable of getting to the Super Bowl in his Green Bay career. The 2003 Packers appeared to be destined for super things. On a roll to end that season with four straight wins, then a dramatic victory in overtime in the wild card round, the Packers had all the momentum in the world heading to Philadelphia where 4th and 26 stopped them dead in their tracks. Yeah, 4th and 26, and, um, you know, I think we had a three-man rush. Uh, we had a guy not quite drop far enough in a hole, and, and uh, sure, he came in behind and got 27 yards or whatever it was, and... They go on to kick a field goal, if I remember right, to tie it. To tie it. And then we won the toss, still thought we had a chance, and, um, and then ended that drive in a turnover. And sure enough, we stopped them, but, but Akers kicked that field goal, and that was a, that was a tough pill to swallow. Oh, boy, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll bet. Yeah, and you felt that maybe the best team you had played on? It was a really good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2007, obviously, with the NFC Championship team, was also really a good team. You know, um, but both of those teams, I thought, were both Super Bowl contending teams. I was uh, on the air, and I, I, that 2007 uh, team, um, you know, I was kind of saying, God, this is a blessed season. I mean, the year before, you guys were like 8-8. Eight and eight. Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson were rebuilding the roster. There wasn't much, you know, going into that 2007 season. Nobody thought the Packers were going to end up in the NFC title game, but there you were. 
The game that got you there, though, had to be a tremendous amount of fun to play in. The previous Saturday, yeah. the Snow Globe game, you, you get down 14 to nothing, and it's snowing like crazy. Yeah. Talk about that. What are your memories of that? That was a wonderful memory. Um, just the, the whole atmosphere, because it wasn't that cold, you know, yeah. and the snow was coming down. And, and I think the resilience that the team displayed, you know, the belief in one another that, yeah, we're down early, but I think we're a better team. Let's just keep, you know, kind of harkening back at least personally to that, hey, you know, you keep getting better. You keep competing every single down. And, and sure enough, we came back and won that football game. And, um, yeah, one of, the, one of the great memories that I have of Lambeau, I remember walking off the field and, you know, sometimes when you play, you don't take a time to actually reflect, you know. But I was getting a little older in my career. I'd, had, I'd talked to enough veterans, uh, guys that had played before, to, to say, hey, you need, to, you need to take a moment sometimes and enjoy what's actually happening. That's one point in my career I do remember before I walked into the tunnel, you know, looking around and saying, this is really special. This is a special place. This was a special opportunity, and we maximized it. To get to the Super Bowl that year, the Packers would have to prevail in the playoffs against the Giants, who had just upset the top seed Dallas Cowboys. The Packers had home field advantage and 30 below temperatures firmly on their side. Did you really want to play? Absolutely. <laughs> it was a great home field advantage, yeah. you know. And um, again, same deal, just a, just a tough game. You know, things didn't go our way. Uh, it was bitterly cold. That was the coldest game I ever played in. What, what stands out to you about that game? I mean, you know, for a while, you guys were living on an 80-yard touchdown pass to yeah. Donald Driver. Yeah, yeah. We just just never seemed to really get in sync that game. You know, uh, and, and credit them, they were a very good football team. Um, but I think you know Eli and Plasco had that back shoulder thing going really, really well. Um, we weren't generating the pressure we needed to on Eli. Uh, we were, we weren't, uh, their defense was also very good. They were predicated on their pass rush with Tuck and Strahan and those guys inside. And uh, that's really what it came down to. And in the end, they just made a few more plays than we did. And, and uh, again, same deal, seeing that kick was like the Acres deal all over again, you know. Uh, but having said all that, it was still a, a wonderful opportunity. Two years later, the Packers had switched from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense under Tom Capers. Campman was moved from defensive end to outside linebacker. And in the 10th game of the 2009 season, Aaron suffered a knee injury that ended his time in Green Bay. He went on to sign a free agent contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, where he played for two more seasons. But his success in Green Bay helped make him a Packer for life. I left Green Bay, I took an ad out in the paper and thanked all of the fans for, I mean, three of our four children were born here, right? Um, you know, and I think one thing I've learned is that so many times we can make football our identity or make whatever we do for our living our identity. Um, and, and learning to, to dissociate that from an identity standpoint, but learning that it's a big part of, of helping me learn who I am as a person. And so really embracing um, the fact that Green Bay was a big part of our life. Uh, my wife and I, our kids, they all wear the gear. They're big Packer fans. They use the word we when we win, you know, or when we have a loss or whatever. Um, you know, they're talking about the injuries like it's a big deal. And so they really feel like they're part of the family. And I think that's what happens. I think when a guy gets done, he, he, he goes through his own stages of stuff. 
And then he realizes that, wow, what a, what a tremendous blessing and opportunity it was to be part of an organization like this. And to continue to be part of it, right? When you guys come back, you're Packers. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a special deal. And there'll be a place here. As long as the Packers exist, there'll be a place here to continue to say, hey, that was a part of my life. And that was a really special part.